Hello, my name is Ebony Bledsoe from Homegirl Astrology, and I'm here with Michael A. Bryan from the Oraculo School of Astrology, and this is the Oraculos Podcast. Hi, Michael. Hey, Ebony. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm super excited to be here right now. And yes, there are lots of reasons to be excited to be here today. We're kicking off a whole new thing today. <laughs> that, that is. Definitely. You know, this, what we're going to be doing today is talking about the new moon as a means of living with the moon, but also as a means of using the various lunations and in particular, the four phases of the moon to really study astrology and study the combinations of stellar influences and also to see what themes are coming up this month as we live in closer harmony with the cosmic weather around us. Yes, I'm very excited for this new chapter. And I think this will be very useful for, for, for folks to learn about uh, this in this way. Definitely. So just breaking down this new moon, it is in the sign of Scorpio. We know in the sign of Scorpio that we're dealing with fixed water themes, right? So stagnant, obsessive, maybe loyal, deep, um, feeling, uh, going deep into an emotional reservoir. Are there any other themes that we should be thinking about with this new moon being in Scorpio or other things to say about Scorpio in general? So Ebony, one of the things that the ancients say about Scorpio, and I'm specifically thinking about authors such as Guido Bonatti, is that the sign of Scorpio is represented by a scorpion because it's thought that the poisonous sting of the scorpion is what causes everything in nature to die and what causes everything in nature to go through this process of decay and transformation that we normally associate with the autumn. So what I like to think about in terms of Scorpio season, as it were, is that it represents a time when people can really take stock of where it is they have come to at this point in the year and really think about what things are necessary in terms of moving forward into the remainder of the year and what things it's okay to let go of right now. So Scorpio, within the context of the tarot is representing the death card. And the death card is a really important card from a tarot perspective because it represents the moment of transformation where the fool on his journey has taken himself as far as he can take himself by his own human means. And now he finds himself needing to go deeper than his own human capacity can take him. And so he surrenders himself. That's why the card before the death card, which is representing Scorpio, the card directly before it is the hanged man card. So he surrenders himself in a way, unable to carry himself any further, which reminds me of this quote in the Bible that says, hitherto thou hast come, but no further. So in this scorpionic season, I really think that it's a matter of us acknowledging that if we're really trying to live in harmony with the tides of seasonal change around us, realize that we have gotten ourselves as far as we can possibly get ourselves by our own efforts. And now it's time for us to step back and allow something greater than ourselves to move us into the next phase 
of our relationship to the year or the next phase of our relationship to our lives. So Scorpio season really is a means to take stock of what are we holding on to and what can we let go of in order to experience an even deeper state of our own transformation and our own evolution. And sometimes that evolution can be a very difficult thing. And one of the reasons why evolution on a human level is so difficult is because any evolution feels akin to death. And once again, that's why the death card is the card representing Scorpio within the tarot. And as I say this, I remember that in yoga philosophy, there's this concept that we as humans, one of our chiefest fears in life is a fear of our own annihilation or a fear of our own death. So when I think about Scorpio juxtaposed against that, I think about all of the ways in which we have kind of been socially programmed to have fear about Scorpio or all of the ways in which people have these stereotypes when it comes to Scorpio or Scorpio season or people who have anything in Scorpio. And I think a big part of that fear has to do with we have collectively been programmed, you know, societally to have this deep fear of death and with it, the darkness that comes with death and with it, the unknown and all of the things that we associate with processes of death and dying. But I think for those of us who live harmoniously, astrologically with the cosmos around us, Scorpio season can be a wonderful time for us to, like I said before, take stock of what aspects of ourselves are actually necessary to where we find ourselves at this moment in time and what things we can give up. And that giving up process doesn't necessarily need to be a joyful giving up process. It might actually be a very painful giving up process to really acknowledge that, hey, there are things that probably was beneficial to me in the past, but those things aren't actually beneficial to the life that I'm trying to create for myself as I move forward. And some of those things can be a personality trait that we have. Uh, maybe we get irritated or angry every time something happens and we find ourselves responding to the world with that same level of irritation or anger. And sometimes things that we have to give up are certain relationships that we have relationships to people who don't really have the ability to move us forward within our lives or relationship to things that we might have gotten a great deal of joy from a year ago or two years ago that we realize don't actually match up with our own evolutionary process. And so all of these things are really important when we consider Scorpio. The fact that oftentimes in life, rupture is more necessary than reconciliation. And in realizing that, realize that it's okay to let go of things that only feel like baggage. And the more we let go of the baggage within our lives, the more we can actively feel a sense of freedom and liberation to access other parts of ourselves that may have been blocked off as a result of holding ourselves in a place of density and a place of holding on to things that should actually die. As you speak about density and thickness and holding on to things, I'm reminded that Scorpio rules the expiratory system. So it's, <laughs> it's if any sign is about releasing and letting go of things that you don't want, Scorpio is the one ruled by Mars, which is connected to cutting. 
right? And cutting out of things are not necessarily a part of what we want going forward. Um, and I know that was probably something that some folks may be thrown off by hearing that Scorpio is ruled by Mars. So that's another <laughs> conversation. <laughs> well, you know, Ebony, there's this whole thing of rulership in astrology, and particularly in traditional astrology, we follow a traditional system of rulership. And so for us, Scorpio continues to be ruled by Mars regardless of the fact that Pluto was discovered in the year 1930, our understanding of Scorpio is that Scorpio is very much still ruled by Mars. And some of those things, when we think about this thing of Scorpio, or when we think about the poison of Scorpio, or when we think about this process of severance that we oftentimes find ourselves associating with Scorpio, this radical sense of letting go, this radical sense of excreting from our systems that which we no longer need. Those are processes of Mars, you know? And definitely we can see the parallels of transformation and death between Scorpio and Pluto for sure. And at the same time, we also have that existing within the fabric of the mythology of Mars as well. And so from a traditional perspective, Scorpio is still very much ruled by Mars. And what's interesting about this new moon is that th this new moon is happening in Scorpio. And at the moment, Mars itself is also at three degrees of Scorpio. So we have this even greater Martian impulse to dig our heels into the ground and really put our back behind the things that we're intending to sever from our lives and put our back behind the things that we're intending to let go of. Another thing that we know is that with this lunation, we have the new moon occurring in opposition to Uranus. And this theme of Uranus being so heavily highlighted within this new moon has to do with us once again, looking at the things that feel like bondage within our lives because we know that Uranus is all about revolution and Uranus is all about freedom and Uranus is all about the joy that comes with being liberated. So we think about Uranus as a planet of emancipation and a planet of radical letting go and a planet of radical severance. But we also have Uranus saying, look fearlessly into the face of change, look fearlessly into the eye of the storm and realize that the changes that are being precipitated right now and the changes that are coming up right now, not just for ourselves individually, but also for ourselves collectively, are changes that demand that we all take a closer look at our lives and that we all, through taking a closer look at our lives, realize the person who we stand to become through the process of letting go. And all of these things bring up fear, very deep rooted fear within ourselves because what happens when all the world changes around us what happens when we find ourselves letting go of the associations that once made us who we are and the contacts that once made us who we are and the ways of being in the world that once made us who we are but these are questions that we should face fearlessly essentially and with having Mars and Scorpio at the same time, it is bringing up this sense of us moving fearlessly within the world. Because the spirit of fear oftentimes has us wanting to relive systems of comfort 
that we find ourselves being deeply attached to in the past. And fear oftentimes prevents us from growing into a more mature and a more powerful version of ourselves because fear fundamentally keeps us comfortable and it keeps us where we are. But with this new moon in Scorpio and also with Mars in Scorpio and the whole thing in Scorpio in opposition to Uranus, we're reminded that fearlessness and not necessarily being foolhardy and not necessarily saying that we don't feel a sense of nervousness or apprehension, but the spirit of being willing to move forward regardless of the cost of leaving what we leave behind, or this, this, this willingness, even in spite of our anxiety, or this willingness, even in spite of our nervousness, to step forward and do something truly extraordinary and do something truly individualistic and do something truly unique to us, regardless of how we feel and regardless of our fair response is really something that we find coming up within the context of this new moon. I think definitely with this new moon, it feels like we're on the precipice of something. You know, with, with the year and it's being in opposition, it's asking, are you going to break out or will you break down, right? Mm. And there are a lot of questions around identity that can come up with these two, with this sign, Scorpio being involved, Mars and Scorpio, new moon and Scorpio, and also with Uranus. Um, making the same aspects. So lots of room for growth with this new moon. Okay, so lots to look forward to with this new moon that's here now. Get to work, everybody. <laughs> Are there any miraculous events that we need to know about, Michael? Ebony, what people definitely need to know about is that we have our upcoming Nemotechnics for the Kabbalistic Tarot program coming up. And in the Nemotechnics course, that is going to teach people all they need to know in order to internalize as much of the symbolism of the tarot as possible. We all know that the tarot is full of so many associations and so many correspondences, and sometimes it becomes very overwhelming to fit it all in. But with the Nemotechnics, which are the memory techniques that we use at Oraculos, people can actively find themselves creating an encyclopedia of tarot information within themselves, which ultimately makes them feel stronger in terms of their ability to operate with the tarot, but it also helps them to feel a greater sense of confidence and ease in terms of them giving tarot readings in general. So for those of you interested, then definitely sign up for our Nemotechnics for the Kabbalistic Tarot program by checking out www.oraculosastrology.com forward slash events where you can sign up today. And that's definitely something to look forward to. I love when you teach nemotechnics. Whatever you teach sticks. All right. Well, thanks so much, Michael. Looking forward to that event. And hope everyone takes advantage of this new moon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ebony. Talk to you later.